Just like any any pastor, any preacher, sometimes you have the uh, you have a time when you have to repeat maybe what you have said before, just because you want to make sure that it's understood. And Paul was that kind of preacher. He, he matter of fact, he mentioned in, in some of his epistles that it did not it did not bother him, so to speak, to rehash over some things that he had talked to them about earlier. And so it is again this evening. In verse 1 of Galatians chapter 6, this is our 12th and final study of the book of Galatians. Lord willing, we'll be, week after next, we'll be moving on into the book of Ephesians. Remember, next week we'll be at Rollingsburg Baptist Church, and Brother Jared's going to be taking our place here, so be much in prayer for him as well. Galatians chapter 6 and verse 1, the Bible says, Brethren, if a man be overtaken in a fault, ye which are spiritual, restore such a one in the spirit of meekness, considering thyself, lest thou also be tempted. Bear you one another's burdens, and so fulfill the law of Christ. For if a man think himself to be something when he is nothing, he deceiveth himself. But let every man prove his own work. And then shall he have rejoicing in himself alone, and not in another. For every man shall bear his own burden. Let him that is taught in the word communicate unto him that teacheth in all good things. Be not deceived. God is not mocked. For whatsoever a man soweth, that shall he also reap. For he that soweth to his flesh shall of the flesh reap corruption. But he that soweth to the Spirit shall of the Spirit reap life everlasting. And let us not be weary in well-doing, for in due season we shall reap if we faint not. As we have therefore opportunity, let us do good unto all men, especially unto them who are of the household of faith. You see how large of a letter I have written unto you with mine own hand. As many as desire to make a fair show in the flesh, they constrain you to be circumcised only lest they should suffer persecution for the cross of Christ. For neither they themselves who are circumcised keep the law, but desire to have you circumcised that they may glory in your flesh. But God forbid that I should glory save in the cross of our Lord Jesus Christ by whom the world is crucified unto me and I unto the world. For in Christ Jesus neither circumcision availeth anything nor uncircumcision. But here's what makes the difference. It's a new creature. Amen. Friends, our works can say one thing but listen, what's in the heart makes all the difference in the world. That's the way it is with salvation for sure. Listen, we can, uh, as I've said many times before, you can be baptized and never hold water from Route 7 to Route 1, but it's not going to get to anything different about you if you ain't never been saved. Salvation, real salvation, changes the character of mankind. It don't just change its character. 
But it changes their outlook, especially when it comes to other brothers and sisters in Christ. And that's what Paul is trying to get this message across here. Listen, when those that are truly saved by God's amazing grace have that ability to come to their brothers and sisters in Christ with, with, with grace and mercy, I believe it proves a point that they've been with the Lord considering themselves. Where would we be tonight if it hadn't been for the grace of God in our lives? Where would we be tonight had it not been for God's amazing grace and salvation? I shudder to think where I would be tonight without God's grace. I praise God for His salvation. But He says again, And as many as walk according to this rule, peace be unto them and mercy and upon the Israel of God. From henceforth let no man trouble me, for I bear in my body the marks of the Lord Jesus. Brethren, the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with your spirit. Amen. Our most gracious and divine Heavenly Father, Lord, as we bow before you tonight, we do so with thankful hearts. Dear God, we're thankful that we have in this book the writings that you would have us to understand, you would have us to live by, you would have us to grow by. Lord, I pray that you will open up our minds this evening. Father, as we close out this first this letter to the Galatians, Lord, I pray that you will help us to glean from everything that Paul wrote unto them. Help us, dear God, to be that mature saint. Help us to be that one with the understanding heart. Help us to be that one who looks at others. Maybe they're not in the faith as far as we are. Maybe they make mistakes that some of us might not. But yet, had it not been for your grace and the maturity of faith that comes with it, Lord, we'd all be in that position. So I pray that you help us to be aware of our own situation and help us to be thankful and grateful for a loving God who loves us the way you do. Lord, bless us tonight. Father, forgive us our sin in Jesus Christ's name. And amen. Emmanuel, in our closing lesson, lesson from this book of Galatians, the Apostle Paul closes his letter to these saints and encourages them to remember a couple of good traits. Remember to be forgiving. This is the law of grace, which one is to consider knowing that had God's grace not intervened in our lives, we too could be in the same shape as maybe a brother or sister who has erred from the truth. And then we're to be reminded that God will bring into judgment every act and every work, I believe, of all humanity. God says... God's Word says here in uh, this Scripture in chapter 6 and verse 7, Be not deceived, God is not mocked. 
For whatsoever a man soweth, that shall he also reap. Now folks, I want you to realize something here. This is Paul's way of communicating with the church at Galatia. To listen, remember. We need to remember that everything that we sow one day we're going to reap. I believe that's a reason why God's people ought to be the loving people that God's Word says we're to be to one another. I mean, what do you really want to gain in life? What do you really want to reap as far as what you sow? I want to, like the Bible says, I want to treat others the way I want to be treated. I want to, I want to see people that, that love one another, that encourage one another, especially in this last day in which we live. So how should we as God's children be as it concerns the ending of this letter, which the Apostle Paul allows us to know was written by his own hand? First of all, tonight I want us to think about this. The Apostle Paul reminds us to consider ourselves before we judge others. Now, in this scripture, in verse 1 down through verse 6, we are being taught here that we must remember this could be us had it not been for God's grace. It says, Brethren, if a man be overtaken in a fault, ye which are spiritual, and that word actually comes to mature, those who are mature in the faith, Restore such a one in the spirit of meekness. Consider for ourselves, lest thou also be tempted. You look at that word tempted there, and in the Greek it means to be enticed. The devil has a good, a good track record of enticing the people of God to sin and to do things that are not, not right according to God's word. Some are not yet mature in the faith and may do this or that which not only is sin but even could bring a bad light upon the church. And I'm reminded of the scripture which we just covered back in Galatians in chapter 5 and verse 13 where here the Bible says, For brethren, you have been called unto liberty. Only use not liberty for an occasion to the flesh but by love serve one another. We should always be ready to build up in the faith the weaker brother or sister. You know, when we have younger people as far as salvation is concerned, people that have newly saved by the grace of God, listen, you remember back when we were just saved by God's amazing grace. Do you not remember the times that we messed up? Do you not remember the times that we got it wrong? Folks, I want you to know something this all comes around to all of us because we, we, we weren't saved as, as people that all of a sudden reached that pinnacle of salvation where we have come to full maturity in that salvation. We've all made mistakes. That's the reason why we need to consider when you see a brother or sister that's messed up or, or has, 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 uh, has sinned against God or has sinned against a church who has a fault 
Listen, the Bible says we're just, we're just supposed to go to them and, and try to win them, number one. We're to try and, and win them unto the Lord. We're to, we're to point out that transgression and we're to do it in, though in a, in a, in a mind of meekness. So often I hear, I hear people have said this before, you know, well, they ought to, they should have known better. No, they don't know no better because they're just babes in Christ. You see what I mean? You know, and, and sometimes you hear people, uh, they just want to, they just want to throw the hammer down on them just as quick as they can to get them under control or subdue them when what they really need is somebody that cares enough to show them in a, in an attitude of love, in an attitude of meekness where they went wrong. You know, God's Word teaches us how we are to Win that brother. As a matter of fact, in the book of Matthew, it tells us how to how to were to go to that individual, and especially you know, if, especially if it's one of those things that that you know it's just between you and him, you're to go to them and and try to work that thing out. The Bible also gives us a reason. Listen, if they won't hear you, take somebody with you. Take somebody with you that can that can show them that listen they're on the they're on the wrong side of the law here on the wrong side of the of the word of God. Then if they don't hear that, they're supposed to go to the church. We as Christians are to always be ready for reconciliation. We're to always be ready with an attitude of forgiveness and with an attitude of meekness. We're always to be ready to reconcile that one who's gone astray. We're always to be ready to, to teach them and to guide them in the way of truth. I heard, uh, I think it was Brother Jim one time said, and you don't have to beat them over the head with it to try to get their attention. Sometimes we just got to talk to an individual. Sometimes we have to just make the statements as, as, as the Apostle Paul was here. Listen, this word restore here in our scriptures talks about something that we need to get a hold of. Listen, that word means to repair. To restore means to adjust. It means to mend or restore. And we're to do this without any malice, without any thoughts of undeservingness, Remember ourselves. The Bible says, Consider thyself lest thou be tempted. Look at Romans 14 and 1 with me for just a moment. Romans 14. Notice what it says here in verse 1. The Bible says, Him that is weak in the faith, receive ye, but not to doubtful dispensations. Folks, uh, you know, one of the greatest ways that we can build up an individual's Christian character is to have a mind of meekness ourselves. In Hebrews in chapter 12, the Bible says this in verse 12, Look, look at this now. Wherefore lift up the hands which hang down and the feeble knees. Make straight paths for your feet lest that which is lame be turned out of the way but let it rather be healed. 
Follow peace with all men and holiness, without which no man shall see the Lord. Looking diligently, lest any man fail of the grace of God, lest any root of bitterness springing up trouble you, and thereby many be defiled. Folks, again, remember that word tempted there back in our text means to be enticed. You know what? That's what that's what the devil would like nothing better to do than to entice the body of Christ to cause us to come to a place where all of a sudden there's all this disharmony. The unity is broken. There is discord among the people. You know what happens then? That's the quickest way to see a church implode upon itself. May God help us to always be careful of that. Secondly, tonight, I want you to think about this in the book of Hebrews in chapter 2, verse 1 down through 3 here. The Bible states this now. We go back to our... I'm going to hold this place right here, but I'm going back to the book of Galatians and read this, and I want you to think about it. Galatians, in chapter 6, verse 7 down through verse 10, the Bible says, Be not deceived... God is not mocked, for whatsoever a man soweth, that shall he also reap. And again, I go back to this one thought. How would you like to be treated if you had messed up? For he that soweth to his flesh shall of the flesh reap corruption, but he that soweth to the Spirit shall of the Spirit reap life everlasting. And let us not be weary in well-doing, and for in due season we shall reap if we faint not, as we have therefore opportunity. Every chance you got, church, every time that we come together as a church family, every time that you see a brother or sister in Christ that has a need, every time that you see somebody that needs prayed for or prayed with, let us do good unto all men, especially. Now, Paul makes a difference here. And I believe it's rightfully so because we are a family together. We're a family of God here. And Paul makes this, makes this distinction here. We're to, be, we're to be kind to all men. You know, as much as, lies, as, much as is within you. Now, there are some men that don't want to be don't want you to be kind to them. But listen, we're to be that way to all people that will let you, but especially of them that are of the household of faith. We that are saved by God's amazing grace, this church family here, listen, we are a group of individuals. We are family. We are the family of God. Now listen, I know that in every family... There are squabbles that come up. There are, dis, there are dissension and discord that comes up from time to time. But listen, you don't hate one another, do you? You don't make it to come to, to what, what somebody said, fisticuffs. I don't know, I reckon that's fighting with your hands, I reckon. I heard that the other day, somebody said that. But you love one another. You know, it's like, that, it's like that little brother that you're always having a fight with, but when somebody else fights with them, you're ready to take them on, aren't you? 
You're ready to defend them at all costs. You know, that's the way we ought to be with each other. Defending at all costs. As we see in this scripture, we see the law of sowing and reaping. You get exactly what you sow. You know, I've heard, I've heard it said like this, you get exactly what you put into it. You put very little work in the garden, you're not going to get much out of it. If you don't go through and, and, and break up the ground every now and then, if you don't go through and fertilize and feed the plants, if you don't, if you don't uh, keep the weeds pulled out, listen, you're not going to get very much. You're not going to get near the yield if you really take care of it. And that's the same way it is in the house of God. You're not going to get near the yield if you don't put much into it. You know, I've heard people say, well, preacher, I don't get a whole lot out of the service. What have you put into it? Did you come with a prayerful heart? Did you come with, a, with an attitude that I want to hear what God has to say to me today? Did you come with an attitude of, of I, want to, I want to see my brothers and sisters. I want to be blessed today. You know, if you come in that door back there wanting to be blessed of God, I guarantee it, you're going to have it. Amen. If you want to come in that door stating that you want to be fed tonight, listen, I guarantee you the Holy Spirit will open up your mind and heart and you will be fed more than you can usually take in. But the problem is a lot of times we don't want I'll tell you what it is. We get exactly what we want when we come to church. That's what it is. We get exactly what we want. If you don't have no want to, you're not going to get much. You know, when it comes, and you know, I like to hear, you know, certain, certain phrases I like to hear. You know, I like to hear somebody say, I ain't got much of a wanter. But when it comes to the house of God, I want you to come in wanting. I want you to come in wanting to be filled because what the Bible's stating here, listen, what we need to get a hold of in this scripture is whatever we're going to sow, we're going to reap. That's what I want you to remember. It has more to do with just than just to have the bad things. You know, that's, that's what everybody likes to talk about all the time. You know, whatever you sow, you're going to reap, little man. You know, I've heard that before. But also, when it comes to the child of God, we ought to be, we ought to be ready to put it in the ground and see what comes up. We ought to be ready to, to plant a vineyard. Uh, we ought to be ready to plant everything that God gives us and see how much of an increase that He's going to give us. See, there's a negative side and there's a positive side. Most of God's Word is like this. There's a negative side to things, but there's also a positive. Listen, that sowing and reaping uh, uh, thing that Paul wants us to get a hold of is real. Listen, it's real even in our personal lives. What you sow is what you're going to reap. I've stated it like this. The one thing that all of God's children need to remember is what goes around comes around. How would you like to be treated? Is a good question to ask somebody else. If you were to find yourself in the shoes of somebody else, how would you treat them? Would you treat them the way you want to be treated?
Matthew chapter 5, we'll go back here for just a moment in verse 23. Matthew chapter 5 and verse 23. The Bible says this, Therefore, if thou bring thy gift to the altar, and there rememberst that thy brother hath aught against thee, Leave there thy gift before the altar and go thy way first. Be reconciled to thy brother and then come and offer the gift. If we're not careful, we can fall into the web of self-deception. Broken relationships can hurt the cause of Christ. It can hurt our testimonies. Remember, our attitudes toward others reflect our relationship with God. How true it is. We're here in Matthew going over to chapter 18 for just a moment. Matthew 18 and look at verse 33. My pages are stuck here. You know, I, I, I go to this because, you know, we hear the, the unjust steward. And the Bible says in verse 33, Shouldest not thou also have had compassion on thy fellow servant, even as I had pity on thee? That's the reason why we need to go back and think about that from time to time. How would I like to be treated? Would I like to all of a sudden have the rug cut out from under me? Would I like for all of a sudden to have all of my all of my opportunities just cast away because of one mistake? I think not. Matthew chapter seven and verse twelve, the Bible states this now. Therefore, all things whatsoever you would that men should do to you, do you even so to them. For this is the law and the prophets. I mean, I could go all the way back to the book of Leviticus in chapter 19, and there also it talks about this very same thing. What do you want to, what do you want to be known for tonight? You know, as a, as, as a saint of God, as one who has been saved by God's amazing grace. Do you get that law of sowing and reaping? Whatever we sow, we're going to reap one day. May God help us to that. The Apostle Paul declares the only thing that matters most in this last, this last point the only thing that matters most in your Christian walk should show forth the new creature. That's what verse 11 down through verse 18 is given us. The outward show of good works matter very little if the inward heart and man is not a new creature. In Isaiah 64 verses 6 through 9, the Bible states that all of our righteousnesses are as filthy rags if that's all we have. Our good works, if that's all you've got, they're, they're not going to avail you anything. 
It's the new creature that makes a difference. The only thing that matters is do you know the Lord as your Savior? I mean, is there a new man within? Are you a new creature in Christ Jesus? 2 Corinthians 5, I believe it is in verse 17, makes this statement about the new creature. It says, Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he's what? He's the new creature. All things are passed away, and behold, all things are become new. Are you a new creature tonight? Paul is making this statement and getting our attention to make us understand what's important in life. What's important in our church life. Our life as a saved individual. What's important? In Romans in chapter 8, as I close with this, verse 9, down through verse 13, the Bible says, but you're not in the flesh, but in the Spirit. If so be that the Spirit of God dwell in you. Now if any man have not the Spirit of Christ, he is none of his. And if Christ be in you, the body is dead because of sin, but the Spirit is life because of righteousness. But if the Spirit of Him that raised up Jesus from the dead dwell in you, He that raised up Christ from the dead shall also quicken your mortal bodies by His Spirit that dwelleth in you. Therefore, brethren, we are debtors not to the flesh to live after the flesh. For if you live after the flesh, you shall die. But if you, through the Spirit, do mortify the deeds of the body, you shall live. Folks, in this closing letter that the Apostle Paul sent to Galatia, he wanted to make sure, number one, that their Christian character showed forth. He wanted to be sure that we understood that we as born-again believers need to always remember whatever we sow, we're going to reap. Listen, that's not just for saved people, that's for lost people. Whatever you sow in life, you're going to reap. Tonight is God's children. Tonight is God's children. I think one thing that Paul's wanting us to really get a hold of is how we how we are to treat each other. Remember, you're the children of Christ. You're a joint heir with Christ. We are brothers and sisters of the household of faith. And Paul stating in this very last sentences of his, of his letter to Galatia, just remember that. May God help us to always remember. May God help us to always be faithful to His Word. Let's all stand, please.